Hello and welcome to the CES Movement Podcast with Heather and John. Hi, Heather. How is it going today? It's going good, John. Thanks for asking. How are you doing? I am doing awesome. Feeling great. Energy. Like it just, yeah, it's 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 awesome. I'm so happy. So happy that we're we're here and so happy that we get to serve our audience this way. And I'm super excited about what we're going to be talking about today. I I love it. I love it. So I I want to talk about something really, I don't know, silly and fun, but uh, let's talk about poop emojis. <laughs> poop emojis. Okay. Uh, I think you're going to have to give me a little bit more context. And then around, <laughs> what do you mean, poop emojis? Right? Is, like that how... just a new, is that something that all the kids are doing today? Like, help me understand. <laughs> well, I read this article and I have not verified if this is true or not, but whether it is or isn't, it's still hilariously funny and and completely a clue into where we are in the world right now. But um, as you know, there are lots of uh, resignations and also cuts that are happening at Twitter. And I read an article this weekend that if you uh, send a message to Twitter because their entire communications team has been laid off, um, your response is going to be a poop emoji. Okay, well, that's interesting. <laughs> that I, yeah, that's how I felt too. I I don't even know what to say to this. I I think back to all the corporate communication conversations and hours and hours of teams going word by word to make sure that the 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 feel was right, the impression was right, and then now we're all the way to the other side of the pendulum, which is let's just communicate with a poop emoji. I, I don't know what to do with that, John, but it's it's scary to me because, you know, this is big corporations mm-hmm. choosing to, first of all, eliminate communications teams, which I think is, is unbelievable because communication is so important, but to distill it down to an emoji and then to distill it down to the poop emoji, like, is this a joke? Is this, is this a, a, a former employee playing a trick or is this truly what they're saying we're trying to communicate. I, I don't know. I don't even know what to think with this, but it's just, it's driving me nuts because I just know how important communication is with teams and, you know, keeping people feeling safe and secure and, and, and knowing what's happening next. And a poop emoji tells you none of that. It says so much though. It says so much. So what do you have yeah. the poop emoji? Yeah. You know, I have to wonder a couple of different things. Number one, is it automated? probably automated response to whatever comes in. And is it something that an employee did on the way out, right? Like did somebody set it up where you get the poop emoji? You're right, like I don't even know, I I understand the importance of communication, having open communication. I even think I saw or read something last week around Elon Musk telling everybody that being in the office is not a choice, right? Like it's like you gotta, like, <laughs> There's so much to unpack here. It, it's just, it's so interesting from, you know, from a well-being perspective, from an employee retention perspective. You know, there may be companies laying off people, but there's also people walking away from companies that aren't it, connected with their vision, their mission, their values. And mm-hmm. I think that's so important, like just to retain talent, right? Like if, if you're going to keep talent inside your organization. I don't know about in other places in the world, but I know in North America, like that's that's big, right? Like just having 
a, a really solid foundation for a good company culture. And if you're not looking after people, people are walking away, right? Like they're walking away with their feet more so today. And we saw this throughout the last three and a half, four years where they're just not going to tolerate it anymore. Right. That's right. That's right. And when, when there's no communication or minimal communication, what happens is people make up stories. They'll, they'll make up and they'll fill in the blanks. And so, you know, even when your message is not ideal, it's not the one that you, that you know, you're going to win, you know, points for, you still need to communicate it because your employees will fill in the blanks, your customers will fill in the blanks. And so, and, and the story that they make up is, is way worse than mm. usually the, the actual situation is. So, you know, don't hold back and, and make sure that you're sharing with your employees, with your customers, what's going on in your organization and not with emojis. Like, yes, the mainstream communication, when it's a friendly type of communication is using emojis, but not in a corporate setting. And I'm not saying don't use emojis in a corporate setting. I actually think in the chat and the digital world, it's it's quite uh, unique to do that. But, uh, and, and in fact, you know, we used to match the customer's emojis with our responses. Mm. Happy face, we would do the same thing. So we would match their conversation, but we wouldn't do it if they didn't use emojis. So there was also a flow to it. But anyways, I got off track with that. What I think is important is what's the story that you need to convey and what's the story they'll make up if you convey nothing. And if you don't feel connected emotionally to the work that you do, the purpose of the company, you're right, John employees walk and they walk mm. because they don't know if their uh, values are actually matching the companies, the organization or their direct leaders. Yeah, no, it's, you know, it, it's funny that you talk about emojis. I think we could do a whole podcast just on whether or not you should use emojis in the workplace. Uh, I'm all for it. And I'm with you. I, I, I think, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a way of, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a way of, individualized expression of thought right like this is the world we live in and because we are i think we're at a place where we now have three or four generations all working together in one workplace that it, it's becoming an increasingly interesting workplace right mm -hmm. like just from a like just I, I think about communication right and i think about how i communicated internally with my teams and good news bad news actually there is no good news bad news it's either an opportunity to learn or something to identify something that's going well so bringing people together and just having those conversations you know we talk about empathy toward people in the workplace and it just starts with just integrity honesty and transparency right mm -hmm. and i know you've seen this too in your workplace like if it's just if you're not if you're not doing those things then what are you doing Right. And, 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 you know, who are you as a person, as a leader, you know, when you're communicating with, with others, you know, there's a great book I read years ago, speak as a leader. I think it was Catherine, uh, Catherine Humphrey. And she talked about when you speak, when you deliver communications, it's always with the intention to inspire. And mm. that was in every piece of communication that went out to the team. And I find, or at least what I'm hearing um, you know, secondary sources, but what I'm hearing from people is they're not feeling inspired. Mm -mm. And when they listen to their leaders speak, when they listen to their leaders communicate, there's always that sense. You're right. They end up creating stories in their heads that are way worse than what's actually happening. And it's so much better and so much easier just to be transparent in terms of what's actually happening in the environment. Say, hey, you know what? 
there's certain things we can't reveal because I know there's NDAs that are tied to certain conversations. But for the most part, you know, as an organization, you should be able to, you know, be fairly transparent with what's going on with the company, right? You can. You can be completely transparent. And in fact, when you're, my belief system is when you're transparent and you ask for people to give their feedback or communicate back with you, you'll find other solutions that you might not even have considered. And I know, you know, things like, you know, job losses and, you know, these big cuts that are happening, you know, you can't go and ask the employees, can we make these cuts? But any organization right now shouldn't, should be as lean as possible. And that should be a, a, a regular process where the, that, the employees are contributing to how do we stay lean so that we never have to get to this other place where, you know, we're cutting 9,000 jobs, we're cutting 10,000 jobs. You know, how did they get to that place to be so bloated and what's actually not going to be done because those jobs are lost. And, you know, that that's often when, when these big layoffs happen, there's whole departments that are just taken out and, and disappear and then what happens is people feel overwhelmed and overloaded because the way the work is getting done is not the same anymore. And the change management is quite poor in the examples that I've seen of, all right, what do we do now? What, how do we cl- close this gap? And of course, what happens then? More anxiety, more stress, people mm-hmm. feel overwhelmed. And that's not the productive work environment that you want to create. So, you know, again, you got to be clear in okay, these are the cuts that we need to make, but then what happens next? And John, you talked about Elon Musk's um, message to employees that going into the office, it was not a choice. What's unique about that, oh, maybe it's not unique, maybe this is happening all over the place, but <laughs> at the time of day that he sent this message, he sent this at 2.30 in the morning to his employees. So what that means is that his employees woke up to this email in their inbox and or if they were up late, you know, it's a 24-7 organization, they had nowhere to go to ask questions. They couldn't go to their boss. They couldn't go to, you know, they couldn't ask the questions because no one else would be getting that message at 2.30. I mean, maybe they could just tweet it and Elon would answer, but I think he only answers it if you fight with them on, online. So that might not have worked for them. So what do you do? What, what do you do when your leader sends these messages that you have questions about at you know, really odd hours and mm. it can be really confusing and um, it, it can cause chaos in your organization. So think about when are you going to send this and what's the support mechanism for sending that message? So, so important. And I've seen it. I've seen not as bad as the Elon Musk, but I've seen other examples and people are confused. They don't know where to reach out and they don't know what to do. So they, they're, they're just, they're stuck and they're, they're, they're stuck with their questions. So that's not where you want to leave your employees. You want to make sure that your communication is clear. And then you've got a support mechanism that if they need to talk about it, about that message, because, you know, that, that's what leaders are there to do is talk to them, that that leader is available to them. So, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny because so years ago, there, there was a, a pretty important message that went out to my particular department at the time. And the message was sent at 4 p.m. on a Friday. And Oof. this was at a time when all the leaders were checked out because they had gone away, like they, they had gone for the weekend. So the message went out. It, it created chaos on the team. Like, what does this mean? Who do I talk to? There was nobody there. And it, it just left. You know, we talk about stress, anxiety, and, and fear. Imagine what, you know, what it did to all those people for the remainder, like, of the weekend, mm-hmm. right? Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then on Monday, of course, 
you know, first thing in the morning, everybody's, you know, the, the leader got bombarded with questions saying, what's going on? What's this? What's that? Like, <laughs> when it's something big, and I don't know who needs to hear this today, right? But when it's something big and it's something critical, do it in person. Right. Like, mm. don't leave it in an email. Like, it, it, like even I think about Elon's quite like Elon's request. Actually, it wasn't even a request. It was an order. It was a demand. You know, working from the office is an optional. Like, that's not a conversation you send over email. That no. is something where you bring people in. And unless you don't want any, you know, people fighting back with you or, you know, if you're a certain type of leader that just says, hey, you're more of a dictator than a leader, then that's a whole different thing. And I'm not pointing fingers at anybody. Everybody's got their own style of leading. But, you know, when it comes to really critical conversation pieces, you know, having that in an open forum, hey, it tells mm -hmm. the people, hey, I care about you. Like, let's have a quick discussion about this, or at least let me share this with you. And then if there's some questions, come talk to me, right? But that's if right. you're doing, like, there's different ways of communicating important messages. And if it's really, really important, and you know, you, you, we both know what critical and important messages are. Everybody else I think should know too. If you don't know, then let's have a conversation, right? Like maybe this is where a little coaching can help, but you need to know when it's right to send just an email and then when it's right to have an open forum conversation around something. And I think that is so important, right? It's so important. What I find sometimes is either the people writing the communication or the people that are doing the communication, because they've known about this confidential information for so long, they're kind of right in the weeds and they forget how it's going to be received. And, you know, one process that you can do really easily is, you know, just zoom out of, okay, this is all of the information that we need to communicate. And now put yourself in the shoes of the audience. So who's this going to go to? And then what would their, their questions be? And, and you've got to change, you know, what hat you're wearing. You've got to be the person that's going to receive the message to see, is this clear? Is it, am I communicating everything? Am I answering their questions? And then, of course, what's the support mechanism that you're going to give? You know, oftentimes really important messages that are going to go company-wide. You know, you, you probably want to bring your leadership team in maybe a half hour before, set them up for success, answer their questions so that they're then the ones that are answering the next set of questions. So there's a cascade effect in large organizations that can be very, very effective. But again, you can't send those messages at 4 p.m. You can't send them at 2.30 a.m. because that mechanism just doesn't work. And you know, company-wide messages are so important to get out in a critical time because mm. you know, the internet's so fast these days, uh, people will know it anyways. And you don't, and uh, the worst thing that can happen is something goes out in the news and then your customers are telling you what's happening in the news. And you know, that's not it. That's a recipe for disaster as well, because people don't mm. want to feel stupid. They want to feel informed. So whatever you can do to make people feel informed, believe <laughs> me, it will go a long way in the end. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you 100%. And, and, and this is why we picked, you know, we, we, we picked this particular topic this week, because I think this is what's been showing up in terms of just people wanting to connect with others. It's really around connecting, right? Like, communication is just another tool for connection. And if you're, if you're not doing, you know, you talk about stepping into somebody else's shoes for a second. I know in neurolinguistic programming, they call it, you know, stepping into second or third position. Third position is more the outside balcony uh, you know, looking at the the 10,000 foot view, right? That's I think that's the language they use in corporate. Um, but when you step into second position and you really step into the shoes of your audience, and, you know, as speakers, this is the one thing I know we do. 
right? As speakers, before we hop up on stage, we think about what it would feel like to sit in the audience looking at us speak. And mm -hmm. what's the value that we're going to take away from the conversation? So that, that applies not only to speeches, not only to presentations, not only to workshops, but just, you know, normal communications within the team, right? How is the team going to accept this? And if you don't know what that's going to sound like to them, bring one of them in to say, hey, look, mm -hmm. this is what we're going to be talking about. What do you think? You know, how does that land on you? How does that feel? And I think that's actually, that's an important one, right? How does that feel? How does that feel? Yeah. Right. Because if you can, I, I, sorry, go ahead. I love your, no, I love your second position. You know, you, you sit in the audience and see yourself presenting. In fact, that's a really good tip to also get your ego out of the way and be less nervous because if you present to just one person in the audience and it's someone that looks and sounds just like you, like you will be able to nail that presentation, that communication with empathy, with compassion, with the right form and not make it about you. And often, you know, we've seen in the news too, leaders that are doing these big layoffs, they make it about them. No, no, this is not about you as a leader. In fact, as a leader in a corporation and any organization, leadership is not about you. Leadership is about the people that you're there to serve. That is my core belief. Mm -hmm. And if you believe anything else, then you are not a good leader. It, you, it, your mm -hmm. ego will just get in the way. That's I've seen it. I've, mm -hmm. I've felt it. And people feel it around you. So, you know, ask yourself, am I doing this to be of service to others? And those leaders are the ones that are going to take corporations out of these red lines into the green um, because the people will rally behind them. That's that's the, the secret sauce right now. Yeah. People. No, you know, so there's two things I think that are fairly important there. One is just there's a mindset around leadership. And what does that mean? It's not it's not about you as a leader. It's about your the people that you serve you know, that, that are with you, right? Like, and I think about leaders who run companies or small businesses, it's like, okay, I need this person to do something for me. Great. Everybody has a role. Everybody has a task that they need to deliver for the company hundred percent, but it doesn't mean that you can't serve that person. And you're right. The most successful leaders that I've ever worked with are the ones that really can, like, they were really concerned with my well-being. They were concerned mm -hmm. about, you know, making sure that I need, I had everything I needed to succeed in what I was doing. Hmm. And that, you know, whether it was removal of obstacles, whether it was removal of challenges that were in front of me because I just didn't have the title, because I know some organizations are very title driven. I didn't have the title to move those obstacles out of the way. They would help me do that. And that's, you know, I, I love that you mentioned that because it's so important to think differently. So, yeah. so. And what I'm hearing as an action item for today is, you know, assess your leadership, right? Like, are you, mm. is it about you or is it about the people that work with you, right? Like I always, you know, when I worked on a team, it's like, this is my team member. This isn't somebody, I would never say this is my subordinate, right? Like this is somebody who works for me. I hate that word. I don't know who came up with the word, um, but this is my team member. And we work That's together right. to deliver an outcome and a result for the organization or for ourselves if you're a small business owner. So that is your takeaway. You know, maybe there's a piece of reflection that you need to do as a leader to ask yourself, how are you communicating with your team? How are you communicating with the people that work directly with you? And how are you communicating, if you have clients, how are you communicating with them? And I think that's so important just to take a minute to say, you know what, could I do something different here? Yeah. And if I can and, add one thing, John, to that, it's, it's how many times you're communicating. If you're communicating one message once, that's not enough. It's 
I think the rule is seven or eight times. Uh, even that sometimes wasn't enough. And 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 because you gotta you gotta make sure the message is landing because the emotion gets in the way of that emotion of that message landing sometimes. So the really important ones you need to give lots of space for it. But yeah. we're out of time. My God, how did poop emojis <laughs> be a twenty minute conversation? But it did. I love it. <laughs> You're right. How can it, yeah, poop emoji be a 20-minute conversation? Well, that is it for us today on Monday. So remember, communication, think about how are you communicating it as a leader? Uh, are you doing it from a place of ego? Or are you doing it from a place, I'm going to say, a place of heart? So, and I think if you bring that into it, you're going to have a very different type of work environment. So remember, when you change your mindset, you change your life. Wishing you all an awesome Monday, and we'll see you all on Wednesday. Take care, everybody.